I think it's working. <laughs> it says it is. It says it is. Yeah. Waiting for the music, dude. Hey, oh, yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We ha normally have an intro here, but uh, yeah. Our boy Andrew, last day of tax. It's uh, sleep at the wheel a bit. That's understandable. Well, I can I can hear the music on my hand, so I don't know. Okay, if so we'll just pretend. I, I'm still. It's 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 the last day of tax season. I'm grooving. I'm having a great and old time. I don't hear a thing. But I'll pretend. Here we yeah. go. I, I bet you. I bet you. Spell. What are they talking about? I, I bet you. I've got uh, I've got the wrong mic set up. Um, so let me see if I can switch that. You tell me if my. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Now can you? All right. I don't know. <laughs> We're already live, so. Can, but you Andrew's messing around with his hardware again, which is what ha you know that happens. So um, there was an intro, apparently. There was an intro. Martha and I didn't hear it. Yeah. Oh, well, there wasn't one. In my own little head. But anyways, we're back. It's it's another. <laughs> Uh, and we've got uh, one again, one another one of the top fifty women in accounting yeah. uh, with us. Uh, Martha is, uh, you know, you've been on at the after show many times. You're making uh, big headlines uh, over on the other podcast platform, which we shall not mention for fear of everyone jumping off here and going over there. <laughs> um, and you're also, um, you know, managing cloud accounting at. Um, you know, number five on the list of the big four accounting firms, which we only, you know, um, so five, six, seven, yeah, one yeah, of them. How's that work ever since? Uh, who sold their who sold their book of business? Was that Deloitte's? It was, yeah, it was. Sold a whole bunch to uh, who? Who bought it from them again? Was that M and P? Oh, it's M and P, and it was one of the the top eights. Yeah, it goes big four, and then the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. If only, right? If only we were the <laughs> big 10, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But thanks for joining us. You know, there's so many things I'd love to talk to you about um, because I've never really had a uh, big four or big five or big 10 experience, believe it or not. I've, I've only had ABMG. Yeah, Brad has had experience. I, I haven't. So I'd You're love not missing anything, man. No. <laughs> big firms are got big politics. Uh, but yeah, but they've got to be doing something right to be. Yeah, there, they do. Right? So they're definitely they definitely have the might, right? So you get great training. There's good events. You know, there's there's no cotton corners. Um, you know, the big firms tend to do it right. So you know, I I, I had a choice to go with a small firm, and I I wanted to go with a big firm. Given the, given the option for whatever reason, I just thought, you know what? Good experience. But they teach you in university. You're supposed yeah. to want that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then they well, work like that at the universities too, right? Absolutely. Well, it, it was, the, it was the craziest recruiting. I don't know what it was like for you, Martha, but when we would enter our fourth year of undergrad, you know, final year of our business degree, we did our interviewing before fourth year even began. You did it at the end of third year, right? The beginning of fourth year. So here we are. Everyone's starting the semester. They're starting their, their fourth year, fourth and final year of university. And we're all interviewing the first week. And, and everyone, like I didn't even, I wasn't even aware this was going on at first. And someone says, oh, have you signed up? And I'm like, what do you mean? It said, oh, the, the firms are going to be here next next week or whatever. You better get your suit on and get interviewed. And I was like, what? So Basically, you went through the whole ritual before you even started your final year of university, and you knew you had a job lined up or not before I you applied even to like summer season. programs in March of my third year so that I could get exposure to different firms yeah. I knew over people the summer. That did that. Yeah. I yeah. said I took such a different route from most accountants. So well, you went CMA. So that well, has a I, different you have in more university, flexibility. I didn't take business. In university, I took sociology. Mm. I didn't take business at all in university. So I that, took that sociology. actually explains a lot. I took sociology and then after okay, university, like with a degree in sociology, when I couldn't get a job. <laughs> I actually started in fine arts. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. No, I started in geology. I got a job there either. <laughs> I started in geology, but it was the hard geology. There was two well, two paths was... you could take. You could go that path where you go full on. It's I mean, I live in Alberta, oil and gas. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of geologic uh, significance Absolutely. here. I'm going to go that route. Yeah, 
it wasn't so much fun once I got in and realized how hard all the physics and the calculus and all that stuff was. So, um, yeah, I was doing the real hardcore scientific geology. Then there was rocks for jocks, which was just we had that awesome. <laughs> the complimentary go in and look at rocks all day and you go out and you, well, and it, was, it was for the guy on the football team and, and, and well, I, I could handle it. Turns out I could handle that stuff, but once it got much more in depth, I was, I was lost. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm not afraid to admit it. My first year at university was a disaster and they politely asked me to, to leave. Oh, my first year of university was an absolute disaster. So, yeah. so was mine. Um, I just kept it well under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do so well. I got a letter saying, don't come back. So did I. You university got one too? Calgary. University of Calgary. Yeah, yeah. totally. It was, it was hard just like, <laughs> it, it was like, dear Brad, my GPA is falling. Your GPA is this. And I already knew that. It was very low. It was below one. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I understood that, but they basically said, you gotta, you gotta have to leave. And somehow I, I mustered up the courage to ask them how to go back. I, See, you know, I, I, I chose my university based on the drinking age of the province the university was in. <laughs> of course you were in Alberta. <laughs> I, was yeah. 19. I was 19 when I went to university, which doesn't exist anymore because right. of which is now gone. Grade 13. But, yeah. And so I was of age. So I like, this was my first time away from my parents where I had free reign. And my biggest issue wasn't failing so much as it was making sure I had enough money left over from beer to pay for mm. rent. Totally. Yeah, see, totally. I, I lived in lived in school in Calgary, so I was still at home, um, and I had a job, so that wasn't as much of an issue. The biggest issue was, first of all, if you get to university, they don't take attendance. So no. if you want to go, you go. If you want to study in a bar, you study in a bar. Yeah, pretty much the story of my first year. It yeah. was like we'd go to Denny, uh, Denny's Den. Um, and of course, you know where that is. Thursday. <laughs> hey. It was yeah, the, the local pub where everyone hangs out. And yeah, we'd go in there and study. Yeah. Didn't yeah. go so well. God, I missed hey, university. Andrew, <laughs> were you in Saugeen? I wasn't in Saugeen. My stepbrother was in Saugeen. I actually went to a Catholic school and I'm not even Catholic. So what I went is wow. Saugeen? You got to explain that. It's the zoo. It is. It is the res on campus that where all school. the fun parties happen. Uh, Which school did you go to again? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went to Western. Um, and so Western has all these colleges associated with it. There's King's College, there's Brescia, um, and then there's Western proper, so to speak. So I actually went to King's College, uh, but then ended, ended up graduating from from Western. I switched uh, part of the way through. Um, and so King's College was this small little Catholic side of the school, which was, I think, good for me. Otherwise, I probably would have been kicked <laughs> out. If I had moved into the zoo, it would have been a problem. Um, and uh, my stepbrother actually lived in the zoo, so I got to see it firsthand. And so what it is, Brad, is it's a giant um, building, like condo type of apartment building, completely full, every single floor of students who basically- First years. Of, yeah, of all first year universities, some second years who, who just liked it so much they couldn't leave. But most second years, you go get a house. It's a place to hang out. Uh, yeah, you can hang out there anytime you want. And there would be drinking, partying, people hanging out. You know, what the heck would they be doing during the hallway a pandemic? And there would be a party. Yeah, oh, you, I, I would not want to be a university student this year. I just wouldn't have gone. Yeah. I would have taken the year off. Well, that's happening. A lot of people are taking time off because, as it turns out, a lot of these institutions, they haven't lowered their tuition. No. It's still the same. But here's the thing. What's happening is people are able to get into some of these higher-end universities they wouldn't normally get into because people are taking that year and off. Well, yeah. they're able to attend them, too. If, if you were an absolute nerd, it would be a great time to well, get... Well, you can say, hey, I got a Harvard I got a Harvard degree, right? And, and you didn't actually... You may not have been accepted normally... You take their virtual program. Here's the thing. You're in the virtual program. Then you're in. Next mm. year when they go live, you're in. And that's yeah. what some people are, 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 are doing that. But I the knock is, is why are you paying the exact same amount when the overhead's way lower? 
And can't um, you even take Harvard University courses online for free? There, I, I know I've seen that out well, there. I'm using Harvard as an example, but um, this is a this is a thing. I, um, I listened to a podcast um, with Kara Swisher. I don't know if you know Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. And he's a university professor at NYU. He's a marketing professor. He talks about this all the time. He said, they're making massive amounts of coin at these universities. They're charging the exact same tuition. Yeah, the professors are still the same caliber, but they're just doing Zoom sessions. There's very little in, in, in person and they're charging the same amount. So that's been the discussion is, do you go to these great schools just so you can say, hey, I'm in, maybe I wouldn't have got in otherwise just to get the foothold, but have less than ideal year. And that was mm. really hot this year is that people are going to universities they may not normally go to, but they still pay full pop, right? So there's the dilemma. Do you, do you burn a year going through that? I think it'd be hard. You know, I think it'd be really hard. I watch the struggle my son's going through. Um, Andrew, your son has been virtual for a year now, right? Oh, and it's, it sucks. It sucks. See, see, Chris has been to school a few times, but then they end it. You know, we're on a second two week cycle where you can't even mm. be in school. So mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting. Sarah laid law went off. Uh, Woodruff was saying she picked her university because it was close to the ski slopes. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Everyone's got good reasons. My brother did because exactly. his girlfriend went there, even though he wouldn't admit it. He, yeah. he was accepted to all, like he had really kick-ass grades, engineering grade. He was an engineer and every freaking school he applied to was like, come here, come here. All the best schools, Queens and, and I didn't Waterloo. Know and, pick off, pick no, he had the pick off and UBC said, hey, UBC, you know, he, he thought UBC's a pretty good place. Turns out the girl that he was madly in love with had just moved to Vancouver from Calgary. So he says Very to my convenient. dad, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of UBC. I'm kind of partial. You know, Vancouver's a beautiful place. And my dad says, and Elizabeth's there. And he goes, and Elizabeth. And then <laughs> the truth came out and they're married. So, you know, there's some, something to be said for that. They got three wonderful kids and they've That's been together since junior high. What's that? That's impressive that it lasted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I was I like, remember, two weeks until they were split up. <laughs> well, I, I remember meeting Elizabeth in junior high school and I knew who she was because my brother wrote her name on his, on his notebook all over. It's like, Greg loves Everywhere. Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit. My brother's in love. How cute is that? <laughs> And they've been together ever since, pretty much. So Amazing. that's where he made his decision to go to UBC. And then he got there and she had a boyfriend. <laughs> I kid you not. She was dating somebody. So <laughs> that's what I was Yeah, well, that's what happened. And she's like, well, sorry, man. But, you know, I'm seeing this guy. So there's a lesson this is there. The funny part. There's yeah, well, here's there. the funny part. Her parents, <laughs> who always liked Greg, said, Okay, well, if you're not going to date him, we're going to invite him over for dinner anyways. And they would have him over all the time. <laughs> and they would feed him and they'd make sure he was, because he wasn't taking good care of himself. And they basically, he kind of almost moved in. And then Elizabeth would come home from her dates and there'd be Greg sitting there with mom and dad eating ice cream or something. <laughs> she didn't have a chance. <laughs> no, no. And the parents were like, no, they knew what they were doing. And they were balanced you know, to be together. So anyways, that's how he chose UBC and they've been together ever since. And they live in Vancouver. And as they say, the rest is history. The rest is history. It wasn't until I got into like uh, commerce and accounting courses that I actually started to do well in university. And then I was like, oh man, mom's going to be I, way too happy now. <laughs> when I got punted and had to go back, I took it much more serious because part of it was you had, I had to write a, uh, an essay to the dean mm. explaining the, the error of my ways and how I was going to make amends. Um, I had to write an English proficiency test. Um, even though my English was fine, they had a new stipulation, they, all these different rules. If my GPA fell below a certain amount, I was out. I had to maintain a certain grade point throughout the first year, and blah, blah, blah. But at that point, you know, I was ready. Like, didn't you find yeah. that, Martha, after getting punted, you really appreciated the value of the education? Well, I, I did switch into fine arts. I went into fabric design, textiles. So uh, I think my parents were worried for me at that point. Finished, <laughs> finished that program. 
with the intent of going into interior design. And then I did one semester of interior design and looked at the AutoCAD program and I went, not a freaking chance am I doing this. And I was like, I need a program where I can do anything afterwards. And so I was like, I'm going to do business. And so I went into business, did my first accounting course. And I think I got like 104% in that class. And you were just a natural. Oh yeah. She did all the, the bonus questions, right? Remember they used to overmarket accounting exams. You're, you're like a true you, when you can when you think you can get 104 out of 100. A true accountant. Exactly. One plus one equals whatever I want it to be, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't uh, as hardcore on the grades, but I did much better. They did not kick me out. They were happy with they I got a letter a year, you know, at the end of the the, the semester I went back saying. Yeah. congratulations you're off probation i even forgot i was on probation because i was like i'm not going down that road yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a roommate in university um a housemate uh in second and third year and he was a like a, an older student he had he had dropped out and um and failed out and had a life of fun and debauchery um and then came back but he was like he was literally like he was dedicated to schoolwork while he was there he had a completely different mindset than everyone else at the school he ended up with like he was doing the richard ivy program which you guys mm. may have heard of um and I'm familiar with it and you know how they of. they have a they have a business um case study every year and there's a competition and he won his competition and then turned his competition into a business well he was that the college pro painter guy no this was it was another business so his business was it was recycling so okay. he figured out that he, he could get paid on both sides of the recycling business. He could get paid to pick it up and he could get paid to drop it off. Mm. And so he got the university to pay him to run around picking up all the recycling. And he hired a bunch of, you know, drunk university students and bought a truck and went around and picked up the recycling and took it over to the recycling bin and, and made some extra, you know, side hustle money while he was at university to pay for beers and parties and stuff like that. Just a natural entrepreneur. Natural entrepreneur. Yeah. But I mean, and look at where we're all at now. Right. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? (laughs) (laughs) I would not have. That's for sure. Anything but accounting is my MO. Well, um, (laughs) but it's, you know, it's it's so funny the way that uh, when we find that thing that just clicks with us, um, you know, that, and for me, it started with IT first more than really accounting. So mm-hmm. I, I finished my sociology degree. I'd never done terribly well. It was, you know, just to get me a, you know, a degree, a bugger all, as my stepmother calls it, BA. Um, <laughs> but when I went back to ITI, which was a college, and it, but it was, it was in something I enjoyed. Right? It was in computers and technology is really when I really started to thrive. And then when I went back and did the CMA and saw the business side of, and, and the accounting, I think, Martha, you, like you were, we were joking earlier, but like, yeah, you don't do taxes this year. Like, <laughs> The, the accounting side of it, I, I think for many of us, is not the, even the interesting start side no. of the debits and the credits. It's the, it's the technology and it's the innovation. The business. You and know, it's, yeah. it's the language of business is what I always tell and it's people the about accounting. Owners and, yeah, there's so well, many when people say, well, I'm not very, I wouldn't be very good at accounting because I'm not good with numbers. Well, shit, you add, subtract, you multiply, you divide. You know, it's, it's, it's not engineering. It's not algebra. It's, it's, it's not algebra. categorization too, right? Yeah. It's not even like one plus one is this, no. right? It's just allocation. So yeah, there's just logical relationships. It doesn't really take that much. Um, but I guess it's it's it, it's that knowledge of the income tax act and knowing how to classify it, where things go, and people find that overwhelming, right? It, and it can be overwhelming. It's it's easy to ask because we've done it so many times. Right. And when you do it, it's second nature, right? You know, you know exactly where every thing that you would see on a credit card goes from experience without even knowing the business owner, just because you know, the stores and you have a high probability totally. where the things go, but to a lot of small business owners, like that's overwhelming. Mm, they don't know. It is. You know, I, I bought a pen. Where does it, is that office supplies? Is it, what, what, what where does that go? Is that, is that computer supplies? Oh, it's just, just the balance sheet versus the PL. Like, you oh, don't, how many don't times even bother that. Yeah. It, as soon as you start yeah. talking about, most of them will get the income statement. They'll, they'll yeah. understand. Well, sort uh, of. If, if, and if, if an account money. has a similar what do you mean? name. It, what do you mean this thing exists for a long period of time and I got to keep track of it and it, I've got an opening clo- and a closing balance. No, I, I bought money. I spent money. That That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
when you get into inventory, they kind of get it a little bit. They're like, oh, right. I still have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can kind of start. Exists. It still exists. It's still there. Or um, alone. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, especially when you talk about anything intangible, they, when their mind is like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I think one of the things, Martha, I want to talk to you about, um, what Brad knows I've been talking about a little bit, is this this concept of you know not actually having to file a tax return in Canada, and we just came through April thirtieth tax deadline for us, which is literally today uh, for all my American friends who are watching. <laughs> we finished at seven o'clock. Our firm shut its doors and said we're not filing anymore. We still have actually tax returns to go. They're, they're they've got some extended deadlines and stuff, but we finished and we processed about the same amount of tax returns we processed last year. But it's a pain in the ass, man. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. And our other corporate tax work got delayed. Our bookkeeping got delayed just to hit this deadline and all these last minute, you know, pain in the butt clients who come in literally April 30th to file their taxes. And I would love to see a system like you see in, actually, I think there's like 37 different countries. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there, it's not just one other country that's done this. Um, there's 36, there's at least 36 countries, including Germany, Japan, and the United Kingdom that promoted a return free filing for some taxpayers. And I, I don't know about you guys, like I'm an accountant. I know I'm advocating against my job, but I'm all for that. I don't know. Like, what's your thought, Martha, on, uh, on the concept of, you know, you know, all for return it. free filing for, for certain classes of taxpayers. And like I'm all for it. I, so I, TikTok has started to ruin my life. So if you guys aren't on TikTok, don't go on it because it will suck up <laughs> your universe, but this is all over TikTok right now. And so like Gen Z is actually going through this right now and talking about it and, and comparing it to these different countries like the UK and Germany and going, why can't we do this here? You have all my information already. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's still certain information that doesn't get sent to CRA right now, yep. but the majority of it does, right? Um, we I think pull it all from, you know, autofill my return. And when it's broken, yeah. it's pissed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like this, today, Andrew? Like today. <laughs> the system that finally came in five years ago, this autofill yeah. my return, like, I mean, how many changes are we actually doing to a tax return now um, that fall outside of it? And it's your capital gain stuff. It's, oh. you know, if you have clients invested in crypto, yeah, sure. You might have something there, but there isn't much more that you're doing. What about NFTs? I saw you're posting some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just opened up a whole can of worms. Yeah. You know, I was just really curious because you know, when you're in this kind of universe, you, you start to attract clients who are doing new and different things. Um, and they come with unique challenges that haven't been discussed really openly. I mean, we, we still don't have a lot of information even on cryptocurrency and blockchain technology and, and how we account for that. We have it to a small, small degree, but now we have NFTs that are selling for 69 million dollars <laughs> like, it's hard to get your head around that that's one thing valuations in general of these cryptos is just mind-blowing we were just talking about intangibles like talk about uh, really the ultimate intangible really it just yeah. lives on a wallet on your phone or wherever it is and i mean interesting world i'm clearly there are no right answers because i think four people suggested four completely different things about how to handle it and uh i mean i i don't even know what to do but we're certainly going to run into these issues more and more um and how are you going to handle it is it is it a capital gain is it what because it's not a currency obviously it's is it an asset and is it exactly this is why i'm glad i'm not in tax to have to make these interpretations i think i tagged joseph devaney in that post because he's the video tax news guy Mm -hmm. uh because he's the one who who goes and asks cra all these questions too about what should we do and uh what what were the four answers you got what what were the four competing ways that we should deal with nft so one was 
uh, treat it like an intangible mm-hmm. asset. Um, another one. Okay. So there was, there was one suggestion that I made was to put it on the T1135 and, um, and only tax it on the sale, treat it as artwork, foreign artwork. So mm-hmm. that means you can't depreciate it. Um, and then there was another person. What about who, NFTs that aren't art though? Cause that's the thing, right? They're talking about being able to bundle pretty much anything, anything. as an NFT yeah. and just yeah. say, Hey man, I chewed this piece of gum. Um, <laughs> this is the only one in the world like it. Is and it anything like to buy it? Appreciate because in theory, it all should appreciate, not depreciate. Theoretically though, but it, like I started hearing some of the applications for this and like, here, here's an example they use. There's an, um, pro uh, pro athletes that aren't pro yet they're in the amateur ranks mm-hmm. so let's say a pro basketball or something and they actually sell parts of their future earnings in an nft they're like hey you want to buy into my future I, i'm a can't miss kid i'll i'll sell shares of my future right now and they're using nfts for that well, so it's just flowing yeah and does and that like, well, include that their paycheck Will there be any like return of capital? I have no, like, it's just like there, these sorts <laughs> of things. return on capital on an NFT. They're saying that um, an application for it is uh, the example they use. They were talking to a British guy and he said, you know, if you want to be on a football team, you know, soccer team, my English accent is terrible. But he said, <laughs> you could actually sell bits of your team or give a premium experience if you bought, you know, one tenth of a, of an nft it's just i was listening to this going how do people come up with this stuff right so they just create this this massive interest in this new way of doing things so i must have been on the this new platform that we shall not name apparently on the show you can name it <laughs> is, is that clubhouse or clubhouse, yeah. Yeah. yeah clubhouse is what are you talking about, Andrew? We're, we're allowed oh. to mention it. I was just, I was saying that people might jump off here and head over to Clubhouse. Yeah. Well, she can't be there because she's here and you can't, and it's, yeah. it's, the whole thing is you must be live. Like but the thing, the thing about Clubhouse is you can go there anytime and there's a conversation. It does, yeah. Like, yeah. like you, you can say the word, boom, you want to go? There's a conversation going on right now. And I guarantee you there's probably some what? great conversations going on right now. Or on so, any topic. Felt- and I fell into this room where they were talking about just this thing. And there's this new social media platform called BitClout. And it's ex- exactly what you're talking about. It's a coin based off a person's clout that they have. And they so that's they, still a thing? They're still doing that? Apparently. And they scrape Twitter for all the verified users on Credit Twitter. that. Yeah. It's crazy. And so everybody, everybody on there is a creator and you have your own coin. It is wild. And so when you talk about selling, you know, part of their future earnings, now you're talking about investing in someone's clout, an even more intangible thing. Well, that's the, that's the thing. How is he truly going to value it? And how is he going to like, where's the true investment there? Like, is he, I don't know if he's making millions and millions of dollars. What, who's to say he has to give you anything? I know. Right? And it, does that underlying NFT really have any value? There's no fundamentals. There's no cash flow coming out of it. If you're not actually, if he's not handing you a dividend every day or putting a deposit into your bank account, where's the value? Just, yeah, he's having a good career, but what, he's got all this money in his bank. Where's yeah. the dividend? I don't get it. I, I just don't get it yet. I think, um, you know, people are getting excited about these things. What's it? What's the one that is it? Doge? I won't be Doge? buying any anytime soon. I'll tell you that. But you got, I <laughs> don't know about I you, but out. I won't. I missed out on Bitcoin and I missed yeah. out on Ethereum. I missed out on lots of stuff. There's many things I will miss out on. This yeah. will be one of the things well, I will you miss better out understand on. it. That's all I can say is if you don't understand it, what's the point? Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I think no one, no one truly understands it right now. It is, it is a very hot topic, and there's so much people are making bank off it without understanding it. (laughs) They are because they just put their money in. Doge coin, (laughs) that was meant to be a joke, and people are making oodles of cash on it. It wasn't even meant to be a serious investment. It's a meme coin. 
And then uh, Elon Musk mentioned yeah. that once. No, my, my husband went, and I just said, <laughs> my, my husband and I just said to each other, we're going to put $20 into each one of these coins that is available within is this wallet that we've chosen. Just, just to see what happens. Well, like, 20 bucks isn't like bad because it's like that's a scratch ticket, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of like going to go into a casino and playing the slots for a half hour. You'll blow through 20 bucks. Exactly. What do you got to really lose? It's only 20 bucks. That's actually, yeah. I like that strategy that like just think of it like a scratch off lottery. Think of the potential upside though. All of a sudden you bought the right Dogecoin or whatever. Yeah. The one that Musk likes and it's now worth trillions of dollars or whatever. Yeah, and now your $20 investment is worth 2,000 10, times. Or something or, yeah. yeah, exactly. It happens. So, you hear stories about that. I still, it doesn't mean I get it. No, don't get it at all, but that's okay. There we are, three three CPA. Well, I'm a former CPA. We're sitting here trying to get some make sense of it, and that just shows you. Um, I mentioned Scott Galloway earlier, that NYU professor. He's brilliant. This guy's kind of this up and coming star in the U.S. scene. He just understands a lot of things. He says, "I just don't get. I just don't get cyber." And he really knows the markets. He understands value and valuation. You hear him talk. He's Andrew. You'd love his his take on marketing and things. He's brilliant. He doesn't, he doesn't get, he says, I just don't get it. He's tried to, he just doesn't get it. So he said, I don't care. Like you just said, if I miss out, I miss out, but at least I sleep better at night knowing I'm not going to lose. Right. Maybe you need a crypto or blockchain expert, NFT expert on uh, one of these Friday night live. Yeah. Well, well, um, Jason Hasty loves this stuff. I've heard him present on it and he almost makes it understandable and he is on my list. So I know you're not out there, Jason, but you know what? I'm going to come chase you down when you least expect it. Regan knows blockchain too, right? Yeah. From, is that Maven CPA? Well, we're, we have, we, we have no zero commitments from her uh, yet. (laughs) Like I'm hoping for an introduction to a guest who's been on, who said he knows her, who said, yeah, she'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) she's been she's been volunteered we haven't even spoke to her um but i hear like i I think i've met her once and and um but she knows blockchain doesn't she yeah that's what i hear that's that's kind of her thing yeah and but yeah jason's really into it i've heard him present at um at intuit events Hmm. he's presented on it and i actually had him just not long before the pandemic took us all and swallowed us whole i have this uh, monthly event I put on and he spoke at it. It was really good. He had a lot of people afterwards asking tons of questions. It was mostly blockchain-ish. We didn't really talk about cryptos as much as blockchain and the applications of it. Were either of you at Ainsley Damery's presentation on blockchain at QB Connect? No, but I heard about it. Same here. I wasn't there, but I heard about it. A lot of people said, holy crap, I actually understood it for like 10 minutes. I heard there was like a, there was a a haggler in the audience is what I heard. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. One of those people who tried to show off everyone how much he knows. Oh no. (laughs) So he was just probably going, oh, but you're wrong. It's this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, and, and, and it was, I didn't hear good things and not, not that the presentation that they gave was bad by any stretch of the imagination, but I heard horrible things about the haggler. And, some audience member made it. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Some audience member it made it bad, which we've all seen some, some circumstance like that. And I wasn't there. I was hoping one of you guys were there to, to get, fill me in on the. Yeah, real- That happened to me. I don't get as many speaking gigs as you guys do, but when I did have one, some guy showed up and he was mad. It had nothing to do with me. I, it was a, a panel I did with with Diane Mueller and and, um, and Tannis. It was the, really the first QuickBooks Connect speaking gig I had. And some guy showed up that did, was just unhappy with Intuit and just showed up to complain. Oh, no. And um, Tannis actually went over and tried to got, uh, you know help him out a bit. But it was um, some of the Intuit Canada guys are like, oh, this guy, he, he shows up to these conferences just to make our life a living hell. Well, so it's firsthand. Those people in the Facebook groups too, right? Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's and I remember, you know, walking in through San Jose and you look at the Intuit guy, whoever's got the credit card in his hand, he's got people trailing behind him, but they're just like 
there no one's letting the guy breathe and say the guy like think a guy like scott zambergen where he'd have like the trail of 20 people behind him everyone's got something they want to talk to him about right mm. you know it's like they got something on their mind whereas i was like hey hey just throw that credit card over there and tell me who i <laughs> placed my drink order through you know, uh, I don't, I don't like, need anything from you other than the bill. <laughs> well, no, but the reality is, is we go to these conferences. I get it. People want to get this, this gratification by, hey, I got this person here. But, you know, just, just well, sit back a bit. Yeah, yeah, have some fun, fun too. Talk so business I, later. <laughs> if I was in, the, in that position, everyone that tried to corner me like that, I'd say, let's, I'm blocking off next week for Zoom sessions. Let's do a bunch of face-to-faces right now. Yes, anyone who's trying to have that conversation with him, you need to realize if there's 20 people trying to have a conversation, how many of those conversations do you think he's going to remember? Exactly. It's not a point like... And this is about everything in life, right? It's about having a conversation with someone. It's about having a conversation they remember and want to do something about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and, so that's why I say set something up for later. So I think it'd be a great idea to flush out potential issues and say, look, rather than try and solve foreign currency uh, translation at 3.30 in the morning, over beers after we've been drinking for so we've all seen Scott after a couple of beers. He's not solving any foreign currency issues. No, <laughs> but you know he's he's being a good sport and he's Listening. you know he's or at least it's, it's tough. It, it'd be tough because yeah, a lot of people go to these conferences and they just insist that they're going to be heard. And you know, last week when we were talking about going to Texas and maybe going to Scaling New Heights and everything, it just got me excited to think about. That we're gonna go would, to them again. Well, I would love to go oh, it looks for the like sole purpose of not going to class, you know, <laughs> yes. and hanging out in the halls with my friends. And especially not going to class is the fun part of those yeah. things. So yeah. it'll be just like university days. We can go well, find a bar and just sit there, and it'll be Texas. There'll be lots of bars. Ahead, we'll all be vaccinated, been... so we don't give a shit. There's yeah. rumors of wetter wedding. Wedding crashing the event. <laughs> you know, the problem is, is that we would never pull it off because Joe knows who we are, even though he doesn't really know my name. Um, I know he knows who I am. And if we just showed up, he'd clue in that all these mm. people just showed up. And I, I don't think it's good for him. But, but it, would it, be could, it, could, it could happen. You know? <laughs> no, I, I think um, it's definitely intriguing. I mean, I'm not having the banner year that a lot of bean counters are having so i have to really be careful with my my travel budget but, but, uh, I, I think if the borders are open we're going i'm saying I'm do my very yeah, best oh, if, if the borders are open well i've already been going. been looking at google maps and saying you know what driving to texas because i love driving i know richard rope you don't need there, to drive we got flights don't worry no no so, I, I would i i i would drive to texas and love it like when I drove, I drove it's to Utah. It's a lot easier for you to drive to Texas than it is for me. <laughs> I'm not yeah, driving yeah. to Texas. It would be like a two-day drive, but it would be through some cool places. And I love road tripping. So you never know. I I really re- might make a go of it, you know? I don't have to fly. And, you know, it's not even necessarily just about the money. It's um, the experience. Well, yeah. I would have my RV by then. There you go. We could <laughs> hang out in your RV. How many days would that take me in the RV? A couple of days. Well, from Calgary, I think it's two solid days to get to Texas. Yeah. It's in the central on, time Ontario, zone. you're you're adding at least a day of travel uh, on that. And that would be driving straight through. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. won't do that. But you know, but I'm definitely I'm running the idea through my head. And just the fact that I'm thinking about going to a live conference. Mm-hmm. It feel I, it feels good, but yeah. It, uh, it was fun talking about it, brainstorming. I, I am honestly possibly. excited. I mean, tax season is over. We got the summer coming. We got people yeah. getting vaccines. We got conferences maybe opening up. Like, woohoo! Summer is is well, right around the corner. There's not a lot of conferences opening up. That's the thing. That's what makes this one even more interesting. And it's not like Joe has never had these before. You know, I, I definitely, I'll say it. I prefer QuickBooks Connect to scaling, but scaling is not, it's a very good event. You know, it is a is an excellent event. There's a lot of the people you expect to see at QuickBooks Connect are going to be there. 
Hmm. And it's just, it's good. I mean, Joe's been doing this for years. This, this isn't, you know, a new, a, a, a new venture for him. So, yeah. so, and having done it before, I think it'd be, it'd be a great way to get back. I definitely wouldn't have gone to his last one. I thought that was way too soon, you know? Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a bit early. That was just weird. Um, but this, yeah, one, I mean, like, this one is perfect time. Yeah, it's the time perfect. of year we would go to San Jose anyways, you know, October, November, that range. And yeah, and it's not like we're going to be, you know, normally it's like, oh, we got San Jose and then there's Toronto and then people have other yeah, things. At least we're not rushed back to back and different things. So maybe, maybe what's interesting about this is maybe the decompression, people staying on a day or two longer. Right. Like mm. if we're not, if we're not rushed, maybe there's more to do after that. Well, that, that's exactly what I'm thinking. If I drive down, I got flexibility. I don't have to, Oh, I got this flight. And you know, I just take my time. And so maybe, maybe Joe's thing is all about the after party. What do you mean? I mean, stick around for a day or two, hang out with like, let's hang out with some of the cool people that like, let's get everyone to stay a day or two longer. Oh, we can try. And and do decompression, get a house. You guys, you guys did a decompression event after QB Connect in Toronto. We've done one at the last two events. That, that was actually. Oh, um, we go to an event. We're gonna do a decompression. That yeah. was, that was Patrick's idea at Spotlight Reporting. He was in Calgary. Okay. Um, took me out for lunch. Um, Eric Lee as well, and um, he said, "Hey." Um, what, what are you guys doing for QuickBooks Connect in San Jose? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, I'd like to put something on um, and I don't know how, go, how to go about it. And I said, well, it's tough, first of all, because every night somebody's got something going on. Yeah. You know, Gusto's got their big party. There's multiple things going the on The T-Sheets party. <clears throat> but it's hard to compete. And yeah. you do got to throw some money around in order to make it happen. So... He wasn't really sure. And I said, well, Andrew and I were actually talking about potentially doing something, you know, at an event. Well, and then he brought the concept of decompression, which is meant to be a, literally deep. It's what the app partners do after a conference. They mm. decompress and they hang out together before they head off to their next thing. And it's just a, a thing. And so he came up with the brand and they sponsored us in that first one in San Jose. So Andrew and I said, let's do it again. That's awesome. It was fun. It wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Sarah always yeah. already said she stays a day or two anyways, just to there hang out. Never still staying. So everyone who's go. going, if you're going, I, I always stay. try to an extra day. I always try to stay an extra day because, you know, I'm, I'm in a different city that maybe I haven't visited before. And Good so idea. like, I want to go see some things. Yeah. I'm down in San Jose. I want to go to some wineries and and have have fun out there. So, yeah, San Francisco is nearby. Too. A lot of people do that, and yet I wish I could say I did the same. I don't know San Jose very well. I went there five straight years, and I don't really know it outside of the <laughs> one kilometer <laughs> radius of. I mean, I'm the guy that flies in and flies out. I did that in the mm. UK. I flew in. Flew oh, flew it was in. there oh for gosh. three and a half days. <laughs> and he was more touristy than I was. And I was there for almost two weeks. I, I took my brother to one of the San Jose ones and he, him and I went early and we went and saw uh, a Raiders versus 49ers game. It was the last game the that Bay they had Area. the battle of the Bay. Watch that. We did wine tours beforehand. We, nice. yeah, it was so fun. Went around San Francisco. Uh, one of our friends works at uh, Salesforce, so it took us to the Salesforce Tower at the top floor. But nice. first time having nitro cold brew. What's that thing messed with my head that day? But <laughs> what's a nitro cold brew? It's heard of them. I don't know what they. Sounds are. like it's like nitrous chill that's going to go straight to your brain and get you super it's drunk. It's like super charged caffeine. Okay. Like you, you only have. Oh, a, I have a had those. They're good. They're yeah, great. It's, it's like a coffee soft drink thing. And it's yeah. just like a, it's like an experience as much of a drink. It's just it's kind so of, smooth. But then yeah. I, I remember I was buzzing because I'm not a caffeine person. Caffeine. Yeah. yeah, not a caffeine person no. at all. Chocolate covered <laughs> coffee beans. They, got, they sent me another coupon. I, they, I hate those. I hate bulk bar. Bulk bar, if you're listening, stop sending me $5 <laughs> off coupons. Spend $20 and you get $5 off. So I'm sitting there going, you know, 
how much do I have here? Eighteen dollars and ninety-five cents. Oh shit! Hey, so I, can I add another dollar's worth of chocolate-covered coffee? Oh shoot! It's forty-three dollars. No, no, take some back. <laughs> and it's like they read my mind or something because at one point I went to the website. I found they had this coupon. I thought, oh, I'm going to use it, and then I forgot to use it. And then I went there and paid full price. And the lady says, well, if you bring this receipt back, you'll get $5 off. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great. So then they started sending me, you know, coupons. So they, they found you. Yeah. They found you. This, this You're is on the list now. Well, you know, their margins are so freaking high on bulk food. Any kind of bulk anything, you know, they make serious coin on that stuff. I Have they found you on Facebook years. advertising yet? <laughs> you know, I don't even want to know how people they, find they, clients anymore because i swear it's like there's just too many too many coincidences happen where even you're thinking about something and then all of a sudden you see it everywhere well it's not that it's it's this they like we know they're listening about um advertising is the amount of information that you can gather now yes and how how highly tailored like so you can run ads for people who have been to your website you can run ads for people who've been to your competitors website you can like so if you're a smart marketer who can like think through like how your client base works and the types of places they go and the types of things that they interact with you can create ads that are tailored to people who haven't even come in contact with your brand yet uh, but are likely to be interested in it because of the types of things that they like. Um, yeah. And you can literally, like, I remember going to one presentation and, and it was this marketing couple and they, they were literally a couple and they used to do jokes because they would do Facebook ads so highly tailored. They would only go to like their partner. <laughs> Oh my the, gosh. They, like, they, it was like the joke thing. They'd spend like 50 bucks doing an ad that was meant for like his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. It was meant for them. It was like, it only went to like two or three people, but it, that's it, kind it, of sweet. Oh, uh, it, it's yeah. You almost wonder, especially like Facebook. I don't know if you've caught wind of it, but Apple just brought in this, this new setting. Yes. It basically says, do you agree to allow this app to track you outside of here or something like that? Yeah. No, it's basically meant to stop Facebook from tracking everything you do using well, because, other tools. Because the, like you have to, every person who registers you on Facebook has to basically register with Facebook because it's, it's all Facebook's data that, that they're using. Right. And um, Facebook is free. Right. So we think uh, it is, it, it, it's absolutely, it is free. But if you think you're what you're doing and what you're clicking on and all that's not being tracked, you're absolutely wrong. Yeah, but it, it, nothing's free out there because I mean, they no, are, I, you're just a big guinea pig. I, I, I heard this. Me. I heard this thing was that if you if you don't buy it, if it's free, you are the product. You mm-hmm. are you yes, know, what's we, being purchased. That's yeah, exactly yeah. how I heard it. Put the money recently. is made by the advertisers yeah. who are selling. They're, like Facebook is selling us to the to the advertisers. Yeah, and, and they've created it so well that you can highly tailor down to exactly who are you looking for. Are you yeah. looking for an accountant who is forty five years old who recently lost weight who does his podcast from his basement? I can send <laughs> over to Andrew Wall because that's that's him right here. Yeah, uh, we're getting all kinds of messaging too, or it's like they're trying to get us to charge for this. We get these notifications saying, "You can turn this into a, a paid event." Well, like, that, I don't, no. you know what? That's not real. But they just—they know enough to know that we've got—we're here every Friday. You know, we don't have a massive following, but it's a—it's a steady following, and they're trying to get us to ramp it up yeah. and. So Facebook and sends messages as for, to Friday Night Live to create a paid event. Yeah. All you have to do is register here. Connect to the bank account and you can make a paid event. It's so yeah. easy. You, do you need a marketing to. consultant to teach you how to sell your yeah. business? Yeah. They've well, got look, all look that. They know exactly what we're doing. And the fact they're yeah. showing interest means, well, we must have some sort of fundamental there that they want to make some money off of. Well, look at an industry who's figured out big data and using its applications. Yeah. Marketing it. yeah. has Amazon. figured it out. Yeah, well, That's why and, Amazon everywhere you go, Amazon is everywhere. Because yeah, also, yeah, Amazon is they're geniuses, but and Google too. Google has they're they're selling their audience. Like right? they're mm-hmm. the funny thing is, people don't even realize that when you go to Google, you're being tracked too, and all your data and all your searches are being tracked. And 
that's mm-hmm. that's another perfect example of of how they're selling you as mm-hmm. as the commodity right like and they're selling it to the advertisers and we just think oh it's this great amazing search engine i can find anything i need yes you can um, but, but <laughs> where it's become controversial though is is we've seen it you know don't talk politics anymore because the world's boring again but the reality is is that facebook makes a fortune on this, on people being mad at each other because mm. that's where the hits are that's where the action oh, is yeah. so they they try and encourage that sort of thing so the talk these days i mentioned scott galloway he says ad supported models are bad for society we need subscription based you should pay for facebook to get certain things that you want if you don't want to then move on um twitter's talking about it saying you know you'll be allowed to follow or be followed by some people, people are cheap. Or, they don't want to pay for yeah. they don't I know. And yeah, but they pay for person. they'll pay for value you know what honestly my twitter account is something that is been important to me i would probably pay depending on the price and the thing is if there's me. a free version out there you might pay for it but 90 percent of the market is going to go for the free version it's a so, race to the fucking yeah, but you'd be, as long you'd as be there's surprised someone else how much it money can be made so I actually have a question for you guys, because we've, um, you know, accounting has attempted to move to this subscription model as well in, in different ways. And you guys aren't, aren't playing too much in that space right now, but I know for myself as a consumer, I have now switched from these monthly subscription based things to just paying for it upfront for the year. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I just did that today, actually. Or, or buying once and paying for having a lifetime value. Yeah. You never yeah. have to pay again. You pay once for the forever. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, are people already sick of the, the monthly subscription type things? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why, you know, Facebook and Twitter and those people haven't gone to that model at this point in time. And well, um, about how I'm, much, not, I'm not how convinced you anyone complain about monthly anyway. fees for QBO. Just let, right. let's talk there, right? Everyone wants yeah. to find subscriptions they can cancel. And right. yes, oh, yeah, I lost a, I lost a few customers. Have canceled months ago? Like, every one of us has done that, right? Sign up for something for too long, yeah. but that's short-lived. Like, you're not you're not making money long-term by someone who accidentally stayed on your account and forgot no. that they were subscribing to an accounting service, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'll remember that pretty quickly. The reality is most people are looking at their monthly bills now more than ever. What can yeah. I cut out of this? What well, can this, I, what can I the fee increase up here? I mean, I I had uh, one customer say, oh, the fee increase. You know, it was like, it wasn't even that big of a fee increase. But they want to scale back from from uh, plus to essentials. Someone else said, oh, I don't need Everyone's to. looking to cut their costs anyway. Yeah, I got one. Whether you need to or not. Whether you need to or not. We're, no, we're all afraid of what's going to happen and what could come. So we want to make sure we're spending as little as possible, which is actually terrible for the economy, right? Yeah. yeah. We, we need that bull market where people are like, hey, it's great times. It's the 80s. Let's fucking party. Let's do smoke. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like we, we need that exuberance and that excitement to stimulate the economy. When we're in this phase where everyone's like, I need to cut every penny. When a lot of us, to be honest, there's lots of people. Uh, yeah, lots of people have been terribly impacted, but lots of people who kept their jobs, kept working because yep. we figured it out. We figured out how to do our business in zoom and we've been able to cut oh, all the costs and we're fucking people have rocked it. We're, we're hoarding cash. I mean, there's a lot of people I can tell you, I, I know lots of families that are hoarding cash and they're now what's interesting is, do you know where it's going? It, it, it's going, it's going to go. Mine's in, going into cryptocurrency markets. So you'd be surprised you how many people are investing. Bucks a pop, not for real. Like, yeah, like. <laughs> no, but people are investing. Too. The markets have been hot. No, it's know? not. People are investing into experiences. Experiences is where where the new economy is going to be, where people are going to be spending. In the future. Money. In the yes. future. And yeah. post-COVID world, it's going to be all oh, yeah. and, it, and, and travel is going to, anything travel yeah. related is going to be so hot because yeah. I, there's pent up well, demand. People want to go somewhere. Not I almost just booked a flight to Mexico today, and for for January of next year. Because yeah. well, I, I was like, when this is over, winter, I want to be in Mexico for a couple weeks, hanging by a pool, and a private chef. Yeah, my dad is me. looking at private jets to take <laughs> us. Like, I kid you not. 
He's like, look, you can buy into this club program. And it's so amazing. It's only $2,500 per person. Per wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not cheap, dad. <laughs> He's I like, mean, there's, there's deals though right now. If you want to book travel for the future, there's there's deals on right now. Travel futures? You can actually go out and uh, speculate on No, on no, no. Oh, okay. If you're going to say like, hey, I know I want to travel January of 2022. Like, or if you know, you're willing to you're travel, looking... I'm willing to stay in a hotel for two weeks after the fact. Yeah, but yeah. if there was some sort of speculative sort of way that you could you could sort of lock in a rate without actually mm. buying it, just encouraging people to do that, you know, if they made it super cheap, saying, "Well, if you buy in now and you yeah hedge your bet because pay twenty you know, like, percent now yeah yeah yeah." but make it super cheap. And then um, I think people would be going because you watch people, but the, the, it's still that unknown, right? Yeah. With all the variants, <clears throat> some countries aren't doing so well, Canada yeah. included. Um, I only became eligible to, to register to get a vaccine today with uh, pharmacies and stuff because they, they finally opened it up to 30 and overs in BC. So Lucky I'm, a, I'm waiting in here. line. We got an emergency broadcast message a few hours ago here in Alberta saying there are new COVID restrictions for Port oh, yeah. Murray, Calgary, Edmonton, blah, blah, blah. The TV it's, did it. My my watch did it. My phone did it's it. It's still like, going to get worse before we were having a tornado or an earthquake or something. I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? And it's like, health alert, health alert. Please follow the new rules. It's like, you guys are going way too over the top. No wonder people are hating the government right now in Alberta because you're freaking us out, you know? Uh, the problem with government is it's it's very, very slow to react. Um, and, and, and the problem is they're about, like, we're lucky if they're weeks behind, right? Yeah. We're lucky if they're weeks behind. Um, and this is the problem when you deal with any bureaucracy. And, and Martha, you probably understand this better, having experience at big firms and understanding that the momentum it takes to swing a large ship, it's not like a small like dinghy that you can just turn on a dime. It's not a jet ski, right? Like it's a cruise ship. It requires right? patience. It, it requires patience. And you, you, we have to understand that look, it is going to get worse before it gets better. But mm -hmm. the, 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 there is light on the horizon. Yes. You know, they, be optimistic. We are close. And I know yeah. it feels it feels shitty right now because everyone's like more lockdowns, more lockdowns, fucking more rules, more like it's it's where yeah, but Andrew, bad. you've had your shot. Do you feel different? I do. Yeah, like, I, 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 feel, I, I feel even, I'm not even that fussed. Like the other day I was I was I was uh my alley, I was coming up my alley and I found a wallet sitting there. <laughs> it had cash and credit cards and Lots of ideas, even had a gun license in it. I was like, wow, this is an interesting little little find. And I flipped it open and and okay, he's right here. I'm gonna go deliver it. And I put it down in a little pillar outside his door, rang his doorbell, gave his wallet and said, Don't worry, I'm vaccinated. You know, yeah. like don't worry about touching it, you know, yeah. just go right ahead. And it felt so liberating just to know, yeah, I'm still wearing a mask and things in, in the right social setting, but it feels so good. To, to know that I'm on I'm my way back. dying from COVID. I, I, I well, it's not even just COVID. the dying. It's getting life back to normal. And it doesn't yeah. happen until we get those shots in our arms. And it's that simple. We're not going to until everybody's vaccinated. Or at least we hit this herd immunity. Right. Yeah. But just 80% of the population. Has to so be, I don't, I don't know vaccinated. if you've noticed... But I've I've had to mute my mic a couple times to cough, and it's because I am COVID positive right now. Oh and, no! Uh, I am. I come out of my uh, isolation in in two days. Um, that's when I'm oh, allowed wow. back out in into the world. Yeah. How do you how, where did? Okay, and we have one minute to go. By the way, I just dropped the bomb, right? <laughs> This is going to be a great after show. Let me tell you that. <laughs> oh, on that note, I forgot to mention, I actually am going to be heading out today. So uh, I did put the link in there. I'll hang out for a few minutes, but I've, I've only got a few minutes. Um, <laughs> but I want to hear. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to hang out at least for a few more minutes. But we're, yeah. believe it or not, we're at time. Brad, you want to, um, and I love that you, you closed this out with, I have COVID. The cliffhanger. Yeah. The cliffhanger. Oh, by the way. 
<laughs> so yeah, um, we're, we're on a bit of a roll. We started with Martha, all these these kick-ass women in accounting. So we've got Canada represented this week. Next week, we have Donna Reed from Southern California. So we got our American contingent. She was actually going to try and get on last month, but she was moving. And then we're going to Down Under. We got Diane Lucas. If anyone knows Diane. Oh, Diane. I'm looking forward to that one. Diane is pretty amazing. She was, she hung out with Andrew and I in the front row in that famous year that we hung out with Suzanne Godarzi. She's a riot. She was the very first person I ever met at QuickBooks Connect. I may Um, have had some late night. I took a limo with her. I swear, just beers. (laughs) She's, she's pretty cool. So, and I, yeah, so we got Australia covered. So one, two, three, women in, of, of accounting international version. So thanks, Amazing. Martha. Thank you, guys. This was uh, fun. Well, don't, <laughs> don't leave just yet because we got to hear all about this COVID. 